The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Brian Mazarowski. Here are the stories we're following today. The latest in the Middle East as the Israel-Hamas war escalates Israel's military, directing the evacuation of northern Gaza ahead of a possible ground offensive. Israel calling for the 1.1 million people in the region to leave their homes in the next 24 hours and move south. An estimated 340,000 people in Gaza have been forced from their homes. Yesterday was very hard. Tala Herzala, a college student, says a bomb landed close to her home. Then she pointed to the window, showing a funeral in the street below. The Palestinian health ministry says Israeli airstrikes have killed more than 1,400 people in Gaza. Meanwhile, reports say that both the U.S. and Qatar have agreed to withhold the $6 billion in frozen assets that was going to be given back to Iran, but the U.S. government won't confirm that. More from Kelly Meyer. We heard from our sources that House Democrats got this behind-the-door briefing from the Treasury Department that this was happening. The White House spokesperson John Kirby is saying that money hasn't left Qatar Bank, that none of it has left the bank, that none of it has been spent yet, and that they can refreeze it if they need to. There's also pressure on the Biden administration in terms of cutting off Iran's access to oil as well. The assets were frozen as part of sanctions against Iran and the U.S., was going to return them in exchange for Iran's recent release of American prisoners, people accusing Iran of providing support to Hamas, uh, something that is uh, is widespread, seen as what happened here for its recent attack. The U.S. saying there's not evidence right now to support that, but even the president mentioning Iran by name as he spoke on the issue. The war prompting a strong reaction across the U.S., especially on college campuses. Barricades separated pro-Palestinian and pro-Israel students at Columbia University. And at Harvard, the school's Palestinian Solidarity Committee has faced backlash after releasing a statement signed by more than 30 student groups saying they held the Israeli regime entirely responsible for all unfolding violence. A truck is now driving around Harvard's campus, allegedly naming people who were part of the groups. And CEOs from major corporations are calling for the students' names to be released. It's Rhiannon Alley with the latest report. WBEN Newstime 504. Elsewhere here in the U.S., whiplash on Capitol Hill. Congressman Steve Scalise, who was nominated by Republicans to be the next Speaker of the House, suddenly has dropped out. It comes after Scalise couldn't get the votes. Now there are major questions about who can unite the Republican Party, who will be the next Speaker of the House, and how quickly will all of this get done? It is nine days now that the House has been without a Speaker, bringing it to a complete standstill. No legislation can be passed. There's a government shutdown right around the corner. The conflict's unfolding in Israel. There is a sense of urgency here, but no clear way to unite the party. Many Republicans looking to Congressman Jim Jordan. He was vying for votes along with Scalise, and he's hinting that he might run. Rachel Scott with the latest from Capitol Hill. Well, earlier this week, we told you about the potential that your heating bill may go down this winter due to a rate decrease from national fuel. However, WBEN's Tom Puckett tells us the electric bill may be going the other way. The New York Public Service Commission approved half of what NYSEG wanted in its rate hike request. NYSEG wanted a 62% hike. State Senator Rob Ort says it's not the right time for any rate hike. At a time when New Yorkers, look, are struggling to put gas in their cars, put food on their table, uh, and, you know, child care, uh, cost of home, home prices, uh, just the cost to live in New York. Uh, this is obviously going to represent a significant cost for a lot of people. 
uh, especially that live in you know my district in upstate New York. Ort says this will only be the beginning as more utilities will ask for rate hikes, especially when it comes to the state's all-electric requirement. Bill Ferris with New York AARP says the rate hike is unacceptable. We knew going into this uh, hearing of the PSC looking at this, there was what was being proposed was as high as a 62% electricity uh, delivery rate, and that was approved today. It is unacceptable. Ferris says it won't help customers already struggling to keep up with current bills. Hear more on that online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, Tom, thank you again. Uh, much more over at WBEN.com. You can read more about the rate hike that is happening. Cut back a little bit. You heard a little bit of Rob Ort there. He'll be joining Joe Beamer on Hardline this Sunday morning. Well, next year's cost of living adjustment for Social Security recipients will be 3.2%. Some saying it might not be enough for all recipients. Hannah Brandt spoke with Mary Johnson of the Senior Citizens League. For people living on a fixed income, the COLA may not be enough to cover all of their rising costs. Household budgets had increased by more than that amount. And so they're doubtful right now that this 3.2 is going to be enough. Johnson says seniors are seeing their monthly expenses grow beyond what Social Security can cover. And there's the unexpected costs, too. Hamrick says this is the reality of Social Security. Which include, for example, something very relevant relevant to retirees, medical expenses can have really catastrophic impacts. That last voice, Mark Hamrick with Bankrate, who advises younger Americans to start planning for retirement now. 5.07 on WBEN, it was a rough opening night for the Sabres. Buffalo losing 5-1 to to the New York Rangers in their season opener. Head coach Don Granato on what went wrong. As far as the uh, you know frustration, I think our guys did their best to not be frustrated and stay in the moment and stay on it. Uh, it was a challenging night. You you, uh, you get scored on twice in the first, I think, maybe three chances against. It's, it's tough sledding. It's, it's uh, it, you know, especially in this scenario where you're, you're not in rhythm, you haven't played games in, 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 in a regular season yet. And, you know, we fought it, through, fought it hard the rest of the game to, to try to dig out of that. Weren't able. To take out of that. Sabres back in action tomorrow night against the Islanders on Long Island. I, Joe, uh, we were talking about the Sabres yesterday a little bit. That is a, it's a deflating one right there. It's, you know, I, you know, we said they might lose. It's one of 82 games. Yeah. It's a little more than losing. It, it, looked, it looked rough. It looked rough out there. You, you have to turn it around. Uh, they'll be back home next week on Tuesday. When did the crowd start deflating? I could not pick up on the TV. Start deflating or start leaving? I guess both. I mean, uh, deflating very early on because okay. it was it was rough. Leaving uh, third period started to scatter around some of the you know really nice sellout crowd. They were there for a lot of reasons, including honoring the memory of Rick Jenneret outside the arena before yesterday's game. I always told him I was his biggest fan. I want to thank the whole city of Buffalo and the Buffalo Sabres organization and mostly the fans for welcoming RJ so often and so lovingly. This sign is perfect because everybody knows RJ did it his way. That was Sandra Jenneret, the wife of the late Rick Jenneret, who the Sabres in the city of Buffalo honored on Thursday with new trailblazer signs at the corner of Illinois Street and Perry Street, as well as Washington Street and Perry Street, proclaiming that stretch of Perry as RJ Way. Jenneret had served as the longest tenured play-by-play man in the league, broadcasting Sabres games for 51 years before retiring in 2022. He died back on August 17th this 
this year at the age of 81. Thursday's ceremony was also shared with the fans in attendance just outside of KeyBank Center. Fans like Gary Giuliani from Niagara Falls says he wouldn't miss the chance to further pay respect to a franchise icon. I wasn't going to miss it. I didn't miss the uh, memorial service they did here for him. RJ was the announcer from the time I was born until he passed on. While Generet has passed, his legacy will long live on in the Western New York community. Now as fans head down to the arena for a game night or just visiting for a day, they will always be reminded of what Generet truly meant to Buffalo. Here's more from Sabres fan Chris from Sloan. Symbolically, all paths to the Sabres are through RJ, right? So it's pretty amazing. I think it's a great way to honor him. More from Thursday's ceremony and the dedication of RJ Way in downtown Buffalo is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. A really nice uh, ceremony before the game and uh, puck drop with all of RJ's family right there. It was uh, emotional in the crowd before puck drop. The exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast calls for partly sunny skies this afternoon. Temperatures are in the middle 50s, but clouds thicken up a bit more. And for a Friday night, expect showers through the overnight. Temperatures dropping into the middle 40s. And for Saturday, those numbers not moving up very far. We'll have highs in the lower 50s, showers through the day. And then those showers come to an end on Sunday, mainly into the afternoon hours. Temperatures in the middle 50s. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Autumn Lewandowski. I'm with us now, one of the winners from last night's 43 North Business Startup Competition. They were on the stage at Shays. David Lord, the CEO of Guidesley, joins us now. David, first off, congratulations. Thank you so much, Brian. Thank you. It All right. Great competition. It's a great competition. It's been running for several years here in the Buffalo area now. Guidesley, let's start there. Tell us a little bit about your company and what you guys do. So we're a software platform for outdoor recreational guides. We help fishing guides, hunting guides, uh, off-roaders, we build all of their websites, all of their software. We put it in a mobile app so they can run their business, and we help them get more customers and more trips. So basically it is you know, people who are experts can kind of come to you and say, like, hey, uh, hook me up with some customers. And customers can go to your site and say, look, I'm going to be wherever. I'm not too, super familiar with it. I'd like someone to show me how to catch one of these big monster fish like I'm seeing on your website. Absolutely. That's, a, that's the first place they go. Um, and, and we're just, whether a guide is a, a just starting out or whether they're tremendously experienced, we have a set of products to help them get even better and save tons of time and money. Um, a lot of fishing, right, as part of this. And so maybe Buffalo is a perfect place for you. It really is. I'm sitting in my hotel room right now looking out over Lake Erie, and it's a world-class fishery. We're, New York is the number four market, uh, number four state for guides. This is a tremendous opportunity for us. So you're now moving the company to Buffalo. Tell us a little bit about where you're from and what that process is going to look like you to kind of start up here in Western New York. Right. So I'm from Boston, uh, born and raised. I, I've been running companies for over 20 years. So this is when a, when a great opportunity comes, you seize it. So for our company, this is a great opportunity, and we're going to seize it. Um, we'll start today by integrating into the local community. 43 North has an incredible program to help us get situated there. So we're one of those companies that was started in COVID. So we've been 100% remote. I think it's going to be an incredible opportunity for our young company to have a startup culture like this and, and 
hire new employees here and, and build it in, in that startup environment. So I'm, I'm really excited for the opportunity, and I'm excited to get to know everyone in Buffalo. How does that work? That's got to be a challenging switch from going remote, you know, the COVID-style operation as a brand-new startup company to all of a sudden saying, all right, let's get this together and uh, get together in person. What's that transition like for you? I think it's in a startup, it's really hard to do this remote. I think we've reached the, the limits of how far we can go with 100% remote. I'm not saying remote's for everyone. But our younger players, our younger team, they really want to be in person. They want to be mentored. They want to have that culture. So I think there's a great opportunity, but I don't think we'll pick one or the other, right? Hybrid is, I think, the new normal. So we'll figure out what that is. Not everybody will be in the office, and certainly probably nobody will ever be five days a week ever again. Um, we, we trust our employees. They work ridiculously hard remotely. So I can't. I'm, I'm not doing this because we think we need more work out of anybody. This is for the culture, the collaboration, the teamwork. On the competition itself, we, we were talking about this earlier in the week with uh, some of the people from 43 North. But you're up there, and it's it's a different type of competition because you're running Guidesley. You have your own business, your own sector, and, and you're up against all different types of companies. I mean, there's everything from technology to apparel to i mean you name it how hard is it to make yourself stand out when everybody's kind of different and stands out yeah that's a great question i really i really was thinking a lot about that wednesday and uh and yesterday as we're as we're practicing we don't know exactly the other company's pitches and all that but we've met so many great people as part of this process all of these companies are really amazing, doing great, uh, great things out there in society. Um, that, that's really the hardest part. I just stayed true. You know what we decided Wednesday? Um, because I was probably a little nervous Wednesday. We just decided we're going to just stay true to who we are. We can only be who we are. We'll be that to the best of our ability. And if that's not, you know, if that's not what they're looking for, we totally understand. There are a lot of great companies here. It's no shame in getting to the final 15 or eight and and seeing some of these other companies do well. So we were at peace, and I think it let us go into that finals competition confidently. When you uh, are, are the winner now, we, we talked about moving to Buffalo. Have you been in contact with past winners to talk a little bit about that transition and what it's like? Well, we have met several winners uh, this week while we're here, um, but um, I'm really not focused on that part. I, I moved out to L.A. to run a company 15 years ago. Um, I'm an empty nester now, so my wife and I are like, okay, it's a new opportunity. It's a new, it's the, it's the, next, the next step. So it's a, we're treating it as a great opportunity, like it's a, another exciting challenge in life. What's been your favorite part about Buffalo so far? Steelhead fishing. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Is that wrong? Sorry. <laughs> it fits right in with your company, right? Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm dying to really – I've met so many great investors, board, all of these various people in this process who are all fishermen. The, the second you get up here, we're going out to my favorite spot. We're going to, I think I'm going to have a lot of great fishing trips and meet a lot of great people. But come Monday – We'll start integrating with the community. 
with the state guide association, with the convention center, really start the work of making sure next year is successful. Well, it's great to hear, and congratulations once again. Uh, for more information, if people want to check you out, they're just hearing about it for the first time, how can they learn more about Guidesly? Absolutely. Go right to www.guidesly.com. Guidesly.com, the place to go. David Lord, CEO of Guidesly, one of the winners of 43 North last night. Thanks for being on with us. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.